Today's pod is brought to you by Waterfront Comics, located at 609 Main Street, Sassoon City, California. Open every day from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. So if you're looking for a gift for an avid comic book reader or a collectible for a friend, come to Waterfront Comics. John is the guy to see. And if you can't come in person, no worries. Waterfront Comics does ship to home via their email, waterfrontcomics at gmail.com. Hey everybody, this is James. And Marco. And Abil. And this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 26. Today we're going to be going over what we've been watching, what's in the news has made a return, that's been been out for a while. Uh, we have a opinion corner, kind of a topic by me this week, and then we will be reviewing the new Jurassic World film, Fallen Kingdom. you're watching so let's get into it marco what have you been watching i've been watching a couple things i can start off by saying i finally watched uh sicario nice very good movie the 2015 crime drama that is now getting a sequel and we've all seen the trailer for that or at least most of us but for those of you who don't know sicario is a 2015 film again crime drama Directed by the great, or who I consider the great, Dennis Villeneuve, whose name I always botch. So, And he's Hispanic. Yeah. But uh, he's the same director who did the Blade Runner 2049 film, as well as my personal favorite, Arrival. And this is the first film of his that I've heard of uh, when he when it came out. So I didn't get a chance to check it out in theaters, and I finally was able to stream it. It's basically about a FBI agent who gets uh, attached to a task force, an anti-drug task force, near the Texas-Mexico border in order to attack and infiltrate the Sonora cartel. It stars Emily Blunt as Kate Maester, who is the FBI agent that joins the task force. Uh, It's led by Thanos himself, Josh Brolin who stars as Matt Graver and Benicio Del Toro as Alejandro, who is, I guess, a specialist or informant that joins the task force. It's pretty mysterious. An attache. Yeah. There we go. I think that's the right word. A lot of mysteries with him. Yeah. I don't want to say more because it'll spoil the film, but I just want to say that I think it was great. I've heard mixed reviews about the movie leading up to me watching it. Some people saying it was boring, others saying it was slow, others saying that it was great, and I lean more towards the great side. The performances were great. I enjoyed Emily Blunt in this movie. I've seen her in quite a few other movies, and I gotta say, like, I'm always impressed with her performances, and this this one is no exception. Josh Brolin was awesome. He's very just... He's kind of, like, all over the place on the the movie. Truthfully, he's kind of... He's like the Jack Sparrow of this goddamn series, yeah. I think. Yeah, he's he's just very cool and, and slick in this movie. That's the best I mean, way but I can describe like, him. I think it, his character is cool and slick because you don't ever really know where he's aligned at. That's exactly. why, too. Him and Benicio Del Toro, they work off each other so well. Um, I would say that I'm one of the, the types that when this first came out, I kind of was... I don't know. I know Nabil wanted to see it, so I saw yeah. it with Nabil. I think I knocked you out for like the first 20 minutes. <laughs> wow. It does It does start very slow. He's right about that. I think like one of the big things for me was Emily Blunt. I really liked seeing her in this role because it, it was very serious, but there was 
action in it and it got really tense when the action came oh it's well yeah, she it's, was it's she was the moral crazy, ground yeah. that's why she and was she, she was the moral compass that yeah. kind of held you accountable to what the task force was doing because they do a lot of questionable shit throughout the movie and you're still like unaware as to what agency they're affiliated with yeah. But uh, overall, I, I enjoyed the pacing of the movie. I don't think that it was it was boring. I just think that this is one of those movies where you have to be in the mood to see it, and you should probably watch it in the daytime. Okay. I, I kind of hold it akin to the movie Traffic, which also stars Benicia del Toro. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very you know plot heavy. The action is is spread out, but when there is action, it's intense. It's intense. Yeah. yeah. Villeneuve did a great job, and of course, his cinematography is one of the things that I usually just kind of fall in love with so i enjoyed it in this there's a lot of really good shots in this movie um i know he's not attached to the sequel so i'm curious to see how they're going to continue it in the same style or if they're going to go a different route and maybe up the tempo a bit in the sequel but i i liked it i thought it was great the last few minutes are very shocking the ending is very shocking but I recommend it if you like those kind of slow burn crime drama movies. Um, again, I'm comparing it to Traffic. If you like something like that, that has like a steady pace and doesn't move too fast, then I'd say check it out. But I enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to the sequel. And I'm going to. Yeah, the, uh, the writer of that's the same one who did like Hell or High Water and then he directed um, Wind River. So if you enjoyed any of those two kind of more recent ones i would and you haven't seen sicario i'd say probably take a look it's got yeah. the same kind of thematic elements to it too agreed the other thing i've been watching is a tv show i ended up finishing season two of vfx original legion and i'm just wowed <laughs> i'm completely fucking wowed James was a little ahead of me on this and kept telling me, dude, you got to finish the season. Just wait till you watch the rest of the episodes. And I finally took the time to marathon it as best as I could for a couple of weeks and ended up just falling in love with this fucking season. It's just yeah, so it's great. Good. It's so pure. It's so original. No episode is the same in this show, and that's one of the things that I, I truly enjoy about it. I would recommend it to anybody who is into Marvel or comics, uh, or if you're looking for something different, because the show, again, keeps you guessing, and is actually quite artistically beautiful. You just, you gotta, yeah, give, really this well you gotta give this show a chance. It's one of my top favorite shows, and this year, it's definitely probably my my favorite show oh really yeah uh aside from that i'm catching up on a few other shows that i'll be talking about in later episodes but those are the main two things i've been watching oh very good what about you james what have you been watching i've been wa i watched a lot of things actually so look at that for once like i caught up on a, co a couple things summertime catch-up yeah i know right so because all my shows are done yeah. so i'm like <laughs> fuck it uh first off i finished altered carbon so finally i know yeah. dude i'm terrible at netflix shows i'll go on months without watching <laughs> or i'll watch like four episodes <laughs> they're of not it. going I'm, anywhere i'll get back to this especially the netflix I'll, original i like that with the cw show like they're not there. gonna get rid of them all right mm -hmm. they're not gonna get rid of this shit it was okay like we talked about it before it, it's i think it's a show that i think the atmosphere and the setting of it is really cool and they do really well with kind of getting that blade runner-esque kind of vibe at least in the first half yeah and then i think it has a really really um 
poor second half to the show. It introduces a character a little bit too late for me. And then this is not a, not trying to totally shit on the ladies, but man, the actresses in this movie are absolutely fucking terrible, guys. No, they were. Their lines were very hammy. I sent Marco a line that I heard today, and I was like, I can't believe she fucking said this. It's pretty fucking <laughs> shitty. They weren't really well written. But he, like some of the other lines were just poorly written. Like The dialogue isn't the best in the show, but you can appreciate the vision and what they were trying to go yeah. for in this. The The idea behind the show, I think, is what I appreciate the most. Because it could have something... opened up into like a bigger kind of a yeah. situation, too, I think. So... I don't know. The fact that they, they try to self-contain another storyline kind of halfway through the show and it it just doesn't work in the payoff and it, it's just it wasn't interesting. It's too so. congested at the end and they should have spread it out yeah. and saved it for another season. Same with happened with Luke Cage. Yeah. Hmm. Just like Luke Cage season one. But um Yeah, so I finished that. I finally finished the show. Look at that. I also I watched the animated film Batman Ninja, which is uh <laughs> directed by Junpei Mu uh Mi- Mizusaki, sorry about that. It's basically DC hired like these well, like renowned like anime artists to direct this film and also draw it and set it up. Basically, it's shot in kind of a anime esque kind of style, uh, done in kind of like sh- cell shading. I yeah. guess is the easiest way to say it. You've seen parts of it, right? Yeah, it's pretty neat. Just I, I, I'm not hating against animation. The animation is okay. I didn't actually like it though. Overall, it just. I don't think the whole anime feel kind of works for Batman, truthfully. I, I think from what they did here to what they did when uh, the Nar- the Dark Knight came out and those kind of Batman animes, um, it should have stayed like more 2D than uh, the kind of 3D. Yeah, the self-shading in a way didn't work for me. It yeah. just, I don't know, it's too clean at times. Uh, the story is absolutely terrible too for this yeah. one. Yeah, I, I read part of your review. Yeah, and I was just dying. Yeah, basically, just based off the trailer, it makes how I no felt. sense, man. Yeah. I apparently too, by the way, the the story was rewritten from the original Japanese version of this film. Mm-hmm. So I guess the Japanese version is slightly different. But I mean, I'm not going back. To well, just it, even so. how they start with how they did uh, how how Batman got to it's that dumb. era. I'm it's like, just like he's oh, fighting, and then yeah. he like wakes up. And he's like, I'm in feudal Japan. Yeah. That's and then there's like shitty. there's like big mech battles too and shit. It's wow. kind of nuts, man. Wouldn't recommend it. I've seen all the DC universe and the animated films, and they're usually really good. They're pretty solid. They're actually pretty well known for being really like solid um, direct to video kind of movies that go a little darker. Some of them are rated R and such. This one just didn't do it for me. But lastly, because I know what you're talking about, I saw I finished up Ocean's Twelve and Thirteen just to finish out the original Ocean's trilogy. And I have to say, those movies are... 12, okay, 12 is the one that I've always been about... I've never... I've always considered, like, the weakest one out of the original trilogy. I I think most would agree. I... I, My opinion hasn't changed about it being the... Oh, not... Well, technically not anymore. It's 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 the the weakest one, one, but it's it's not as bad as... For original trilogy-wise, yeah. As most people think. So, it's not as bad as people think because it actually works in a way, I guess. Especially seeing them back to back to back that all three of them kind of tell a pretty nice story about these group of guys and what they go through and all this. Um, I like that it begins in Vegas for 11 and then 13 ends in Vegas, which yeah. is cool. Cause okay. it's full circle. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I thought 13 was fantastic. I, I had forgotten how good ocean 13 actually was. I think what makes one and three really good because I, I've been watching him too. And th- mm-hmm. there's a reason why I've been watching him, um, which we'll get to later in this pod. Is because they actually had a solid villain. 
Yeah. yeah. So you didn't really yeah. have a solid villain. Yeah, there's really. there's a pretty great villain in 13, at least, I think. And it, like, is he even really that evil? Kind of, in a way, right? But, I mean, it's Al Pacino, which is pretty cool. Yeah, you got Al Pacino in the third one, Andy Garcia in at least the first one. Yeah, the second one's probably the one that doesn't it's, have quite as strong as one. They have yeah. the whole Night Wolf, yeah. um, the or Night Fox. Fox. Name, I yeah. can't remember. He's that one French guy that everyone knows from certain movies. Yeah. But he always plays a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? You're like, mm, I don't trust this guy's face. Yeah. He's throwing me off a little bit. Um, but, man, I think these movies work so well because the cast is so well done. Especially, like, just even the chemistry between George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah. It just works. And they're all just so cool. Like, they do... Soderbergh does a really good job of really amplifying and playing with the characters. Yeah. It's not... Because the story, if you really read into it, it's pretty thin. Yeah. You know, oh, what yeah. they're trying Dude, to do. There's the heist in every movie, yeah. basically. But it's the characters Especially that drive the you in. Mm-hmm. The, the, the funny jokes between them, the, the way that they're trying to accomplish something so effortlessly, the skill that they take to pull off things and the confidence, like... It's very That's clever only, and extremely witty, yeah. and it, and it I works. I forgot like how much I missed like Bernie Mac too. Oh uh, yeah, dude. Man, he's it, like even yeah. though his role is probably the most minor in all three, he's like a really funny guy. Kind of yeah. gets that vibe. The whole group has a great mixture of like everybody, mm-hmm. including a small Asian man that can't speak English. Yeah, so it just works, you know. Like everybody's Soderbergh got that. was just great at getting the best out of every single character whenever they were on. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the style is just like it bleeds cool. So. Yeah. Um, but other than that, that's. Pretty much what I have been watching. Well, what about you, Nabil? Well, you know, bouncing off of uh, the ocean stock, <laughs> well, we all collectively have seen Ocean's Eight now. Yes, um, and and it's very sad to say, and um, I feel like everybody in the room agrees here, is that Ocean Eight's the weakest of the four films. Yes, and um, it's very disappointing to me, at least for me, because I, I didn't have the highest expectations. Uh, because even how they were promoting the film, they did not make the ladies look very cool, um, and it's no. not to any fault of them because the stars are really good, um, and I know you know their acting's great. But the person who wrote this film um, and directed it as well, like they did not know what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to copy Ocean's Eleven too much and did yeah. not let the characters flourish on their own. And also, let's face it, like the Met Gala is not as cool as Vegas. Yeah. No. Just saying. Yeah, right? It's, it's very true. It's very true. And and going off of what Nabil is saying, it's, it just tried too hard to copy the originals rather than breathe and be its own. And I felt that that held the movie back. Especially in like style-wise, I think. Yeah. I think they tried too hard to... Like, Ocean's 11 through 13, it's really natural for these guys to be like, this is pretty fucking cool, right? Yeah. And these girls, they're trying really hard to hit that level. Yeah. Again, that's all part of the direction, too, because they, like Nabil was saying also, they're really talented actresses, and I felt like it was just well over the director's head and probably didn't know how to execute it as well as the originals. Yeah. The... And, and you know what the biggest thing was is that they did not give time for us to care about any of the characters. So, you know, you have Sandra Bullock, who essentially is kind of the same motivation of what Danny has in the first Which film. Which is weird, right? Yeah. And she plays uh, Danny Ocean's uh, sister. Damn. But and, and, you know, that could work in a way, but it doesn't work so well when her best friend, Kate Blanchett, um, whose, whose character's name I can't remember. It's uh, Lou. 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 Lou isn't able uh, to 
or it gives the same kind of response as Brad Pitt's character in the other film of she's like she's trying to be rusty. Why are you trying to do? Really yeah, like hard, why are man. you trying to be rusty? That's how they're doing it, and she seems like a different character at first, and then they kind of put her in as like, nope, it's just rusty. Yeah, like, I think if if they would have let Kate uh, Blanchett make that character her own, yeah. it would have shown better because it it felt that her trying to match Rusty's vibe held her back, yeah. which, which is sad because I think that Kate Blanchett and Anne Hathaway were the two strongest parts yeah, of that movie. Which is weird. They were just Sandra enjoyable. Bullock should be the strongest she part of this movie, right? Yeah, because she's the leader of the team. Yeah, I just didn't care what happened to her, man. I only liked, the only parts where I really enjoyed her is when they were eating food. Because it just, just went so well. I don't know why. I just, I think that there was the only time where she showed some depth in that character yeah. with or the some conversations character, they were having. Like emotions finally, I guess. Yeah. She's so like, I felt like she phoned this one in really. And, and like going back to the cast, I think they just, yeah, there it's it, like you said, Nabila, not a bad cast, but I mean, not the greatest cast either, though. No, there's, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence was that's why I was saying, like, film, was, right? she, was she was she shouldn't be in there? There's a lot of A-list actresses that could have been in that film um, and added a little bit more star power. Now they're like, let's just grab Aquafina, Charlize Theron, fucking yeah. straight, bro. Charlize Theron, was she too busy? Right. Um, yeah. And she would have been great for that film too. And and what James had mentioned um, to us before was about villains in the film. This one didn't have one. Nope. <laughs> the police, maybe? Like, James Corden comes in near the end and... Spoiler alert, the, by the way. The, oh, that's, oh, he's in the trailers. Is he? Okay. But I mean, I'm telling you he's near the end. And I'm also telling you that this mess, this fucking movie's ending yeah. is the one of the worst endings I've ever seen in a long time. They just I patch even, everything together. To I looked over at Nabil several times. I was like, man, this movie's a mess, dude. There's, there's one scene in particular where like, we're just wondering, like, why is this scene even in here? Yeah. Yeah. Why did mm-hmm. why was this not cut? They're like, we have James Corden for four hours. We're gonna shoot three scenes, and guess what? I'm gonna keep all of them. Yeah. No, and nothing <laughs> happens in that scene. Nothing. That's no. the crazy part. Especially how they end it, like they use him and I, they should have brought him in earlier for sure. But then he's grinning though, Nabil. Yeah. I was like, wait, is he in on it? <laughs> yeah. They try to give some history of the character. Like he's like this, he's looking at the phone. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? So we have no idea like what his moral motivation is at the end of it. It's like so. He's he's got some history with the characters, but at the same time, not enough history Which for us to care. Which was never established in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and then I was like, you know what? He's the comedic relief we're fucking missing this entire time. Yeah, yeah. So very uh, very disappointing, unfortunately. Um, if you're trying to forget that that Ocean's uh, Eleven feel, you're not getting it with this film. Sorry, George Clooney. Yeah, sorry. Um, the other film I've seen is a film that's on HBO right now called The Mountain Between Us, and it stars uh, Kate Winslet and Idris Elba. Um, and it's essentially about these two strangers that are trying to take a flight back to um, where they're from. I think they're going from Denver. Um, and they essentially crash in the Rockies and um, are kind of stranded on the top of the mountains in the middle of winter and trying to survive and find a way back um, to civilization. It is That's essentially the premise. Um, there's a bit of a budding romance near the end of the film, um, which is interesting. How that goes is not what you expect. What I will tell you is the what I liked about the film a lot is the two characters. Kate Winslet and Idris Elba do a really good job of just like, to me, how strangers would be. Like they, they are working with each other because they kind of have to. But they're also not, you know, Kate Winslet is, is very probing and trying to get information. And Idris is like, I'm just trying to survive. Yeah, that's you know? of realism. Yeah. So we got like the one annoying character and the one is just, I'm just trying to be real about it. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> and and it's funny because like she, she needs him more than he needs her. And so he's he's 
being there to, to, to because he's a good guy, um, and not that she's uh, yeah, she injures her leg, she right? Injures I, yeah, I think yeah, it's in the, the trailer. trailer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it too much, but she's injured, and he oh. um, and he's he's trying to help her along. Um, so that causes tension as they what go are they fighting just the elements or is it like yeah, animals I mean, it's, chasing them? It's not even like it's they show some scenes of crazy weather. There's a couple of scenes with some animals, um, uh, but really it's just it's just a journey of them trying to get through. What what's really cool though is because the acting's so strong, you really just care about the characters and what they're going through, um, and they're showing you kind of the struggle they're going through each day. Um, they have a little dog that kind of is there too, and that's a little bit of a comic relief. And the dog's uh, adorable, a golden retriever in there. Just saying. Oh, okay. Was the dog on the plane? The dog was on a plane. Oh, okay. Yeah. This so, is not realistic. They, <laughs> not at all. I was like, <laughs> they eat that dog, then, huh? Damn. I won't say any more on that. But I will say that there's there's an interesting epilogue at the end of the film where I don't want to say too much about what happens, but it's also not what you expect. And and they kind of show you what happens to uh, people that are going through that kind of like situation that go through like traumatic. Yeah. So and that's also kind of an interesting twist on. Was this based on a real like a story or no, not 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 that I could remember. Um, Hmm. Nothing based on James, you're thinking of a live. Oh, dude, that would be rough. (laughs) Yeah. Intense. Start eating people, man. Definitely, definitely worth a watch, though. If you're, if it, it, like I said, it's on HBO. So, um, if it's something that you might have missed in the theater, I think it's it's nothing like epic. It's nothing like crazy. It's, it's, it's just the two actors doing really well and playing off of each other and mm-hmm. and giving you some really good depth and character development. Um, something Ocean Eight was uh, lacking. So, of course. <laughs> nice. Uh, so sounds like we all had quite a variety of what we've been watching this week. Let's move on now to what's in the news. What's in the news? So, as you all know, the Movie Pals are part of a movie service called Movie Pass that allows us to go see at least three movies a month, and it helps us save money when we go to check out movies that we review for you all. Well, Actually, we can see a movie every day if we wanted to, yeah. but I mean, we only need it three times. For the, uh, for the record, a movie pass, we found out now why they won't sponsor us. It's um, because they have no money. They struggling. Yeah, they struggle. struggling really bad. <laughs> Don't ask the CEO, though. And he's like, no, we're good. You sure about that, buddy? When they uh, initially started, there was news that they had some beef with AMC not being aboard uh, with their program. And so it turns out that AMC has officially answered this issue by releasing their own movie service program. So it's called the AMC Stubbs A-List. And basically, um, the pass uh, is $19.95 a month. It allows three movies a week. You can watch the movies more than once, which is something that MoviePass has sort of uh, taken Taken away. away. So... So that's also an added benefit. You yeah. can also watch IMAX movies, Dolby Cinema movies, Real 3D, and you have free online reservations, all of which are options that MoviePass also lacks. Uh, in addition to that, you get uh, 10% off food and drink uh, and purchases inside the theater. You get free upgrades on your drink sizes or popcorn sizes. Um, and it also allows you uh, to participate in priority lines at the box office, like Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So like these are pass. some really great features that MoviePass is lacking. Obviously, it's twice the price of MoviePass, but 
you're getting all these additional benefits to go along with it. So what do you guys think about this service? What are your guys' thoughts of this? I think it's awesome, tell you the truth. If you have an AMC theater, of course, nearby. That is very true. Yeah, for Something us, that we do not have nearby where we live. Not like nearby, I guess, but I mean, it's within a, within a drive, especially from where we are right now. It's for not big movies, it would be pretty good far. to use. Oh, yeah, especially if you knew, because technically we could probably run this just like we do the Cinemark thing, man. Yeah. Like, what I mean, we <laughs> I sign mean, up for that it, one it, month, we fucking add the, like, let me get these movies, and so we're To set. me, the, the way I read it as is, like, AMC is saying, oh, you know what, let's take a program, we're going to do it better, and we're going to make it financially successful because you guys didn't think about these parameters. Don't get me wrong, 20 bucks is, uh, is so twice the amount per movie pass but i mean we see it's probably still saves money for people like us though oh, yeah. yeah dude absolutely especially online reservations that's pretty cool actually mm-hmm. and you can watch you, your thing resets every friday on this thing so you could watch uh a movie or you can do three in one day if you wanted to yeah. so that's well, well let's cool. be honest i think that adding movie reservations would definitely change the amount of movies that we watch yeah. because with the big blockbusters, I can't yeah. talk today, we know that there's going to be a long line, that you got to get there hella early, and having those reservations allows We just you... experienced that on Friday. Exactly. It, it allows Man. you time to, to plan ahead and watch more movies. So, yeah, it's going to be double the price, but you're probably going to see double the movies because of those extra added benefits. Because let's face it, too. Do any of us watch a movie every day? No, but no. Bill's like, I mean, no. He's like, no. no. I, I will tell you this. This is, regardless, Bowie Pass, uh, Cinemark Pass, uh, AMC, Stubbs, it's a win for consumers. Oh, I yeah. mean, before um, a year ago, not, not even, um, you, you're paying full price for a ticket. You had no other choice. Prices keep going up, as they still do. Um, and, you know, at the end of each day, you, you know, I'm going to go see, casually see a movie. You're spending $70 after popcorn and drinks and dinner exactly. and all that. Cause, you're spending a fortune. Yeah, because if those three movies, if you happen to, to catch three IMAX movies or three 3D movies in the span of a month or two, I mean, in some areas, one IMAX movie alone is like damn near 20 bucks. Oh, yeah, you're spending like, like 60 bucks yeah. ticket-wise, yeah. so, you know? So having these options, whether any one of them, you're saving money for sure. Yeah. You're able to not have to only see the blockbusters that you want to see, but you can give the indie films a more of a chance um, because you have those uh, more more options to be able to see it for a better rate. Support your artists. Yeah, Jack. I mean, really, James, basic- James has like, introduced me to a lot of good independent films, and that's and we were paying full price for them, he but now, you know, we shitty can, ones. Yeah, so yeah, it's understandable. Wow. Yeah. But you're I'm able to like really eyes. <laughs> enjoy <laughs> them now a lot more in the sense of not having to feel like you're just putting on a movie that you're risking whether or not you're going to like it. No, or not. and I think that pays off because then you, word of mouth from that even too, you can tell other people to see it. Yeah. But what I'm getting at too is that if you're at this point with all these deals just going off in the bill, like it'd be kind of dumb if you even, if you even just see one movie a month. It's almost worth it at this oh, yeah. point. For the AMC, maybe you need to watch at least two or so. I don't see why people wouldn't be signed up for one of these passes, mm-hmm. you know? Because everything at this point is like, like the Cinemark one makes it eight ninety nine. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? And they're just going to get competitive now because yeah. the more people that sign up, the more they're going to want to have you do their pass and so on and so forth. the forward. Cinemark one, you get 20% off their concessions. Yeah. yeah. And then there's even ones called Cinemio, which one? Do, I think we briefly talked about that once, too. Yeah. And they're getting more competitive, and it, theirs is up front, but I mean, they do IMAX two or three a month, but... Gives you an option, too, though. You can do yeah. the one movie a month, the two movie, the three movie, and yeah. they can yeah. include Just waiting for Regal. IMAX. Come on, Regal. Fix our theater plus, like, you know... 
How about they start by fixing the Fairfield, California theater? I know. Yeah, I've brought it up several term. times on the Twitter. So <laughs> don't worry. They've they've said no. It, it's okay. They they steam cleaned some of the. No, theaters, they did so, clean the so shit. Okay. They cleaned the shit out of those seats. Oh really? We saw some seats that had participated in The Exorcist. So yeah, <laughs> I could smell the bad. fumes. So I mean, if they weren't killing me with the nastiness, you know, then it's intoxication disgusting. by lethal chemicals. All right. But you know what? They did clean them though. Yeah. I'm not sure it's because I posted a photo. <laughs> Once again, this is moving. We, we both did. This is deeply moving into uh, our uh, topic of the week. So I'll yeah. back off here. But again, you know, it, it offers, you know, different options for people who are movie buffs, such as ourselves, that maybe aren't getting the deal that they want through MoviePass or through the Cinemark. But. I think it's an excellent excellent deal myself. Again, if AMC was closer to us, I'd probably really consider the service. Oh, yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and if one of y'all check, checks it out, then let us know how it is. If you're enjoying it, if you are you know, comparing it with MoviePass, see which one's better. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's move on to our topic of the week. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You know what really grinds my gears? Arresting me for what? I'm not allowed to stand up for myself? I thought this was America! Huh? Isn't this America? I'm sorry, I thought this was America! So this topic of the week is it's kind of more like an opinion. Because, um, as you know, we've, we've been trying to stray away from the top three or top five. It's like a rant corner. Top top ten kind of uh, list. I was going to do top five favorite dinosaurs. Uh, Bill said no. Probably not a good probably not a good one. He's like, well, because everybody knows the first number one dinosaur is the Bronchiosaurus. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe we should have had this conversation. <laughs> oh, man. You're Just not, not going to give Dilophosaurus a fucking chance? Brachiosaurus? Not that one either? Okay. That's cool. All right. What about the... The T Rex, <laughs> the Dominus Raptor. Okay, um, so I wanted to ask because this—I thought this would be kind of fun, be a little more laid back than our normal uh, topics. There's something I think in all of us where we have, especially in a Bill. I'm just looking at his <laughs> eyes right now. He's got this innate evil inside of him. Well, Bill's just, already got his shirt off. So. Hit, oh, it's a little warm today. I don't know what these guys are talking about. Um, this is something where. There's always something at a theater that just bothers the fuck out of me sometimes. Or not even, not every time. There's something that tick kind of grinds your gears, right? Yeah. Ticks yeah. you the wrong way. I wanted to know, what bothers you in movie watching today at home or in the theaters? Because I got, I got a good one. So, <laughs> um, I just wanted to let... <laughs> oh, and no. then, what do you guys think the uh, issue... How can you resolve that, too? So, um, start with Marco. What, Marco, what... What um, bothers the uh, the f out of you? What bothers what bothers the shit out of me? Uh, I'd have to say has to do with uh, movie theaters, with movie theater <laughs> etiquette, to be specific. Oh, that's that's a great one, by yeah, the way. Yeah, and it this is going to be something that's a little <laughs> unpopular. Okay, depends and who I just, you are. I, though, first of all, I, I would preface this by saying that I'm very I'm 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 very family oriented. Growing up in a Latino this is, family, this doesn't sound good already. We're very like close with our families. Okay, I'm not a father. I do not have children. I have nieces and nephews that I'm really close with. So this has to do with bringing your kids to the movie theater, specifically at a certain age, and for the specific type of movie. Now, I have been to a few movies re- recently. Actually, Jurassic World was one of them. And another one that I could think off the top of my head was Solo, a Star Wars movie. And there were families that had 
damn near newborn babies and a movie that's going to be loud, that's going to have visuals on screen that probably aren't going to be pleasing to the eye. Yeah. And I had to look at my ticket stub and wonder if I was at a Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. It happens. But I wasn't. And so, of course, lo and behold, when the movie got loud, you know, the kids went buck wild. Because, of course, I mean, it's it's scary. It's shocking. They don't know what the fuck is going on. And, you know, I'm not trying to be an asshole, but it's disruptive to the movie because it is a it's a public theater. And there's there are times when people have to have some self-control and say, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't bring my newborn child to this movie and disrupt the viewing pleasure of others on here. But at at the same time, it's not just the parents' job too. But the movie theater, I think, should have some sort of responsibility to to say, hey, you know what? This movie's rated PG thirteen. It's it's meant for you know young preteens to adults and it's probably not appropriate for your child and i think back to when james and nabil first took me to the alamo draft house movie theater in san francisco california and this is where i really started to think about this topic is they have very strict specific rules for the movies based on their rating if it's like a pg-13 or a rated r movie they are very stringent on their rules where if there is like a child underneath the age limit for that specific movie they will tell people that they gotta go and not refund them either and expect them to have the common sense not to bring them to that movie and you know it's it's not just rules against that too, but they have rules against cell phones, against talking, getting like there late, just as what Mark Cedar has. You know, just basic common sense things for going to. A I movie. mean, I'm pretty sure horses. every theater has these rules. It's just that who, who enforces them, right? You know? Exactly. It's about like enforcement, and I I think that these types of issues, specifically with with that, with determining whether or not you know this movie is appropriate for a child would probably start first and foremost with enforcement and movie theaters. Like oh. it's it's not easy to tell people like no or tell them you can't watch this movie, I'm, but I mean I, I get, you know, a lot of kids are working at theaters, teenagers, you know, and they don't, don't want to yeah, fuck. they don't care. But I'm going to tell you right now, I and maybe just because we're older now, so it's not the same, but I don't think I've ever uh, seen a uh, you know twelve-year-old or a thirteen-year-old stopped at going to a rated R movie and buying a ticket. Um, you know, it's it seems like they're just, or maybe they're sneaking in. I don't know, but I see a lot of people who aren't old enough to be in the There's theater a lot of kids without even without even the I parents. Oh yeah, um, it's fucking annoying. Yeah, so, shit. So. Even when I was under seventeen, like I would fucking do it. They'd never check my ID or ask me how old I was. They I think it I depends. Count, I think. Yeah, I think I could count the number of times on one hand when they asked me. It's three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I saw Pulp Fiction numerous times in movie theaters. By the way, the movies rated R. Marco's very old. So, but yeah, I mean, I like, I think back then we just had better, like, maybe better manners about it. I guess. Yeah. Like we, I don't know. Some of these kids that sneak in are the loudest fucking ones. I'm like, dude. Yeah, and then they're not even trying to be subtle about it. I know. Like, what the heck, I'm guys? Like, and then you know what? I'm that guy. I'm like, I'm gonna fuck these kids up. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I really want to get up and just say some shit, but, you know, I'm a pacifist about it sometimes. Unless, it, you know, I ain't gonna lie, it's gotten to me sometimes where I'm like, I'm gonna yell at these fucking it, It's just, it gets to the point where, look, I I know 
you, you got you got to know people's limits at some point. Like no, like as a as a parent, I would assume parents would know what their kids' limit yeah, is. Yeah, be smart, right? Yeah. Hey, it's it, ten. It's a ten sh- ten o'clock showing. Should there be any kids in this right. theater? But you know, it's not even kids though. Like I'm gonna be honest, my mom's pretty uh, uh, bad at uh, not using her cell phone in a movie. She would literally Damn. look at her phone at the brightest screen, see who's calling, knowing that she's in the theater answer the phone and whisper <laughs> i'm in a movie what and then have a conversation for like you know a good five ten minutes while i'm looking at her and saying turn off your phone <laughs> call them back I, later i, 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 I could stand that and I people i've seen that. plenty of people do that as well and it's like why just walk outside if it's really yep. that important like just some hey hold on man, in a movie and walk up nobody will get mad if they see you leaving the the building for a little bit you know yeah and again alamo draft house as a rule, you just tell the manager or the employees, right on and you cart. tell them once, yeah. and they'll give them one warning. You get one warning, and after that, you're out. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm perfectly okay with that, because at, at some point, you have to have some sort of self-control in a public place. Yeah. And it's yeah. something that my parents taught me as well, too. Growing up, they would you know, tell me, hey, you're in a public place. You're not at home. You know, behave. Yeah. You know, and... It, like it just it just seems shit, like you know? I don't know. It just seems like because it's a public theater, it so constantly gets taken do you advantage think of. The, what, what do you? How do you think that would get resolved then? So one w- one of my ideas would obviously be just enforcement through movie theaters and actually having a list of the, the rules in place as far as like I think it helps at the draft house so that it has that little like in a funny way that it tells you like hey shut up or we're gonna kick you out <laughs> exactly because man i've been to maybe the draft house what 10 15 times and i don't think i've ever seen anybody get kicked out because everybody behaves themselves yeah and this is a place where people are drinking you know? yeah i think another in uh nabil when we were talking about it earlier as well today before we started the pod it would be maybe even making a change to the rating system yeah i think you know doing adding like one extra or two extra ratings to where it's like look this is for kids ages you know zero to this this other movie is for kids up to like six seven years old i don't know because each each age you know, is is a little bit different as you get a little bit older, and it makes sense to kind of the maturity uh, level of, of children now is a little different, um, and 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 I mean in the sense that they're able to handle more mature yeah. things. So changing the rating can help. Um, I also think too, Marco, on that that another good way is kind of what's happening now. A lot of the theaters are changing the seating setups. You know, and you get bigger seats, which means you get smaller, uh, less seats in a room, yeah. but it's more apparent to see a lot more people. So I think that's also like some of and you guys can tell me this if, if it's not true but some of the other theaters that have like the little climbing seats and those kind of like fancy setups now um you don't it's still there but it's not as mm-hmm. common as saying like the one that you guys go to now the regal one that and, and, doesn't have uh the styles like the stadium styles eating and yeah. really really quick i just want to reiterate i am not talking about like kids movies obviously those are meant for fucking kids you're going yeah. to see a Disney movie. You're going to see a Pixar movie. A yeah, I totally movie. expect kids to be running Ex- around. Exactly. Like, That's okay. fine. But we're talking about, like, I'm talking about regular movies like uh, the Han Solo movie, like Jurassic World. PG-13 and like anything higher than that. So, like, I've, I shit you not, I've seen kids and babies in horror movies. Oh, like, yeah, no, we definitely see people in horror films. And I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. They're about to see, like, basically the fucking devil <laughs> on the fucking silver screen and... They don't even know how to talk yet. Like, you really want to expose your kid to that. Yeah. All right. If you're bringing them in a car seat, guys, <laughs> don't, don't. Please yeah. just 
You got to come back in a couple of years, big boy. Yeah. You made a choice. <laughs> you made a Watch choice. Watch it at home. There's and plenty of good options at home. Yeah. Wait three months, you'll see it right on DVD but, or something. I mean, like, enforcement would be a really good step. Not making me feel like a piece of shit when I complain because I'm paying for a movie and someone decided to be, you know. It's always like that, too. The people are always like, they stare back at you if you try to hush them. You're like, come on. I'm using yeah. some basic elementary school shit here. Dude, or, so, or sometimes the movie theater I mean, staff sometimes will look they at you know. when you try to say something. And I'm like, but. You know, this is a PG-13 movie. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, yeah. you want me to, you know, fucking survive through this whole thing like that? But. Marco's like, I will bunt a baby right out of here. I was like, whoa, whoa, Marco, Marco, <laughs> slow down, slow down, bro. I'm rolling my sleeves back down. It's yeah. okay. No. What about you, though, uh, Nibble? Well, What's grinding your gears? You know, I think this has been a, a really big trend um, with uh, the kind of social media, specifically Twitter now. But I am not a fan of the super fan. So what's a super fan? Um, so a super fan is someone who um, I have a couple right in front of me, but don't tell anybody. Um, I mean, I don't know. James, your your fist is shaking right now. James. Some fans that are so invested in. Now, if I was a super fan of Star Wars, I would not have criticized her. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna stop everyone here. <laughs> Fuck you, mean? I'm a super fan. So invested in a movie or franchise or some kind of property in that sense, where they. They believe that they know the way that this should have been done and will do anything they can to uh, make sure that your opinion is not right. And, you know, to the extent of like shaming people or, or whether it be characters or people who have a different opinion of you, um, getting mad at the studio. I like to take a good point of The Last Jedi, not specifically James or Marco, right. but currently there's a petition going around that they're trying to fund redoing the whole movie, which let's be real, Disney's not going to fund to do a real thing. Um, but it got the attention of Ryan Johnson, who um, retweeted you know the petition, and um, they're trying to get some people into yeah, it. Yeah, but he did it to be a smartass for sure. But but even with that, like people are hating on, um, and I I don't know her name, but one of the char- smaller characters in uh, well, I guess she was pretty large characters in the Last Jedi, uh, Finn's companion. Um, Rose, Rose, there you go. Played are. by something trans, and they kind of shamed her yes. out of leaving Fred social media so. for a girl who got a role. It's, she didn't create the character; she was in the role, and they, they kind of shamed her, saying that your your role's shitty and that they didn't want you in that film. And yeah, I didn't. You know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like a like what happened to Jake Lloyd back in the day with the Phantom Menace, where he got shamed to the point where it's like, like guys, it, it, tra- it traumatized. It's him. a fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, like there's no reason to fucking harass a girl every single day on social True. media just because you didn't like the movie. I didn't like the movie, but I didn't say shit yeah, to Yeah, you're not going to go and, like, yeah. destroy this person's life when they're just, you know, trying to be exactly. happy that they're part just of something. Just look back at her old podcast and look at her review. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> at, the, at the end of the day, like, like Nabil was saying, it's just a role. It's not, you know, it's not real. Like, just let so it go. You don't like it. If you don't like it. You don't have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, you're you don't like the people that are just doing way too much yeah, and, and taking it's it not, way too serious. And it's I mean, those are just some examples of the extreme, but it's not even just about that. It's about we're living in an age right now, um, and it's only just happened in the last few years that we've got so many new sequels to old movies. Um, we've got some reboots. We've got mm-hmm. some great original stuff too, but people are kind of like taking it for granted and making the studios feel terrible for what they're doing, whether you liked it or not. That's fine. You can express your opinion. You should. You should share about it. But don't make it to the point where it's like just ruining it for everybody else. You know, like if you're gonna, if you're going, oh, to, just just because you don't like it doesn't yeah. mean that everybody else that does like it is wrong, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, share your opinion. It's good to discuss it. Be honest about it. But you are, first of all, 
you don't know what happened when they wrote the film and what how many scripts they really went through and what was going on. So, True. you know, there's obviously a bunch of things we can. It's a lot more transparent now, seeing the production issues in the background. Like Solo is a good example yeah. of that. The Marvel films, though, they uh, do really well. You know, they weren't always the way they are now. And I can guarantee you, if they were starting the franchise out the way they did ten years ago, now it'd probably end up more like how DC is, as a lot of trial and error. You know, because and because there's a lot more people vocal about it. You yeah, see how DC is kind of flaring around like there there's some good ideas but with all the weird inputs that's going on nobody really knows like suicide financial suicide squad financially did great but critically, critically yeah. didn't do so well which is okay hey fans do you like it 50 percent of them hated it and gave you know gave it crap the other 50 percent thought it was pretty good a good start like and and that's fine too but then you start attacking each other saying well i didn't like this character and this is not harley quinn should have been or this is not how uh they would have done that and it and, and you know like, as, ruins that. as refined as the mcu is the marvel cinematic universe is they're not immune to it either like infinity war got a lot of flack from some people because hey there were some people that didn't watch all the movies leading up to infinity war and felt that it was just nothing but fan service to the people who stuck around, you know, all those years. And it's, I, I agree with what you're saying, Abel. It's like it, it shouldn't be like that harsh. It's, you should look at it as uh, an art, and you don't know, you know, what these people were going through when they were making it. And uh, again, at the end of the day, these people are going to make these directors, writers, producers are going to make the movie the way they want to because yeah. there's no way they can possibly adhere to every single fan and what they want to see. Yeah. But, so what's the solution then, Nabil? Well, I think I think it's really about having having the open dialogue and um, knowing what power we have right now um, influencing these studios. Um, think about TV. Think about like things like roseanne being canceled because of what um, roseanne Barr had said it was a great show they're gonna do a uh, kind of spin-off spin off of that but it got canceled because of what she said because of the voice of people saying things and saying they didn't like that and still found a way to get the show going anyways without her whether which i, I hope you don't but whether you agree or not with what roseanne did the 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 whole thing is that that was a show that's doing popular number one top rated show in the country got canceled over that and now they're able to with other people's voices say you know i'd still like to see more about these characters and find a way around it like you have a lot of power you don't take that for granted you know right people the and who knows how long it's going to last how long the studios are going to care about what you say and what you're asking for you can be a fan you can even be a super fan but you don't have to make these creators these artists these actors these you know writers feel terrible about themselves about what they're doing if you didn't enjoy it you know tell them what you didn't like be constructive help to help them do better but you know these are still real people you know they're trying to live their lives they're trying to to do this and don't ruin it for the rest of us because some people did enjoy it so don't make that person who wants to try to speak up you know mute their voice now because you're being louder than them and are, are making them feel terrible about it so what's your real solution the bill no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what about you, James? What uh, what gets under your skin? I mine's actually quick, actually. Regardless, um, you guys ever been to someone's house? Like you going on like a date, or um, someone's like, "Hey, we want to watch this movie, right?" And um, you ever notice their TV just looks fucked up? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Like straight up, like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like um, aspect ratio zoomed in. I can't. I that that's my thing. I hate challenge when people don't set up your t 
home television correctly for viewing movies and or shows. They, like they don't have HD? <laughs> oh, man, dude, kidding. if you walk into someone's house and they got so standard got definition TV. and they tell you, if anyone ever tells you, I don't see the difference between HD and SD, just get out of there. Just, get out. <laughs> just be like, oh, well, yeah, that's cool. Anyways, I, I someone's calling me and then just fucking leave. Never to be seen again. Yeah, mine's just home viewing. I just it bothers the fuck out of me. I've been to some people's houses and then they start watching something and then you notice there's black bars on the side. You're like, why? What are they doing here? What's going on? Why is this, this ever happening? Full guys? screen. Yeah, or full screen. They're like, oh, I don't like the bars on the top and bottom. Everyone ever told you that? Yeah. If someone ever tells you that too, Nabil, you leave. <laughs> you're in a place where you're in danger. No, yeah, I, the I, I have an issue with with people when people say, um, "Yeah, I don't like the widescreen." Yeah, I had a few classes back in Berkeley where the teacher just couldn't figure out how to use the um, projector correctly, and it would be stuck in some aspect ratio, which was stretched. It was like two and a half hours of me like being like sweating. And not knowing where the fuck I'm doing because I was just like really uneasy the entire time. I'm like, can he just fucking figure this out? And like the whole time I wanted to be like, can I help you fix this? Because I pretty, I bet I can fix this. Like, I'm good at this shit. Let me help you fix this shit. I'm going to I'm gonna tell you something and it's, it's a bit shameful. But uh, I used to be one of those people. Yes, you did. Yes. That, and, and not specifically about um, not getting the difference between SD and HD, but specifically aspect ratio. I enjoyed stretching it out because I didn't like the bars either. And I was like, oh, you're only missing a little bit. It's fine. Get out of here um, right now. And and I was like that for quite some time. I would change the setting on my DVD player and James, make sure are we not in white screen. <laughs> but oh, Jesus. let me tell you, um, once I started watching things in HD more, especially in Blu-ray, and seeing how the aspect ratio really makes a difference, yeah, um, yeah I would never do that again. Like, I was a freaking fool. Um, it, it, I think it's changed now, especially because high definition is way more, um, should be readily available for most people, yeah. that um, you should be able to see that difference. And well, there, there's guides now that you can look up easily. You can Google to see like what the aspect ratios are and what they look like on, on TVs. So you oh, yeah. to see it's which just, one best fits the TV. And the TVs it's are not made even that than that. Now. I mean, like it's, it's that. It's a combination of people keeping it on like the bright settings, too. You got to change it. I can't see any of the brighter. He's like, I just like it hella bright. Like, yeah. you shouldn't be blinded by your TV, by the way. That's yeah. set it shouldn't up, be lighting up your room. As someone that used to sell TVs, it's set up that way so it looks good on a showroom floor. Because you can't tell on a showroom floor an actual uh, calibrated TV. I know it's hard to do it, like, professionally. It's expensive, but, you know. There's, there's some there's, standard settings that There's work some standard okay. settings you can use, but, I mean, you can also get, like, Blu-rays or some reference material that can tell you the best settings for your TV per your room. Things like that just bother me. I know that's kind of super OCD, and most people are going to be like, this guy's crazy. But it's everything little, man. Or using the right cable sometimes. Hey, man, that's why it's an opinion quarter. Yeah, I just hate when people use wrong things, and they're like, oh, I don't use HDMI. What the fuck, man? What did you say, right? I'm like... <laughs> What's HDMI? Yeah, or they don't have it set up. And, oh, my God, man. I will say, though, um, I still haven't gotten used to... Um, what James is used to, the kind of fluid motion, 240 hertz televisions, oh. um, where it looks really funky to me every time I see something. Still? Yeah. I, well, well, I don't have like one. Soap I opera 20. 24-7? Yeah. <laughs> it just, oh. it looks too real, and I'm like, I can't adjust to this. I, I guess, I don't know. Because well, you're looking at 4K now. So no, but I mean, intense. it doesn't matter with that. It's still 120 hertz, which is fake. It's really 60 hertz with frames inserted in between each one. But I think it's because I sold TVs for like eight years that like it just 
worked that way. After a while, I just couldn't see it anymore, and it's still like that because I see it every day. Right. So I remember when we got a TV for my mom right off the bat, she didn't like the fact that the motion was so smooth. It really threw her off a bit. But now I don't think she can tell. So, but yeah, that's my rant, guys. It's just kind of something stupid. But I mean, no, I think no, it's, it's important. It makes Res- sense. Respect the technology. If you're yeah. gonna spend the money in it, you know, really at least learn it's, enough about to take. You can even of use it. like a garbage ass TV and still make it as good as it. Yeah. Can. yeah. Like home viewing shouldn't be that bad. Yes, we always promote going out to theaters, and we just got done talking about movie passes and <laughs> not bringing your goddamn kids. Well, we but understand I mean, not not everyone you know can afford to go. Yeah, to movies so all time try or to, has the time. Try to make the most out of what you have at home. You'd be surprised what you can do to kind of give yourself more of a cinematic experience and it just bugs the shit out of me when people get really lazy and also by the yeah. way the stickers on the front of your tv take them off yeah, yeah don't please. leave the goddamn That's stickers annoying. please jesus christ you're, you're, you're not you're I'm not alone, though, are you selling me the tv <laughs> james you're not alone though because i, I use xfinity on, yeah. on demand and uh sometimes their program will glitch and it'll say that the program's in hd and it's the next episode you got to watch and all they have is the standard definition oh, yeah and oh, I'm, I'm just sitting there, just like sweat. <laughs> I'm like sweating too. I'm iTunes, just like, it's bo- this is bothering me. I'm like, this isn't I will, the same. I, I will like, go I in and pay two ninety nine to yeah. buy it. So no. it's like I'm buying. <laughs> do, it. do what I, I did. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh, you're gonna charge me two ninety nine for that? Okay, you know what? I'll pay the fucking three dollars to watch it in the same format as the previous you, episode. Oh, that sorry, was I didn't for uh, free. Is it nineteen ninety seven? I'm sorry about oh, that. We got a random episode, <laughs> of season four, episode two of Psych. Okay, cool. Just yeah. yeah. a random. It was in your library, bro. I can't. I can't tell what color the eyes are on 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 this actor. It's, yeah. it's bothering me. But yeah. So the way to resolve it is just take some time. Google your settings. See what works best. Talk, for you. I mean, especially if you're Ask buying your new friends equipment, for help. They talk to help somebody you. about it. Let them help if you out. You have a game system. Game systems are a great guide at helping adjust your at calibrating your TV. Yeah. yeah. You'll see a difference. All right. So that was our little rant corner there, guys. I'm a little different there this time around. Let's get into our review now of Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom. How many can you save? Eleven species. Blue is the last of her kind. You'll never capture her. We thought you might know someone who could help. A rescue op? What could go wrong? Hey, Blue. You know me. Come with me. You know you can't stay here. Back your men up right now. The man who proved raptors can follow orders. You never thought how many millions a trained predator might be worth? They're gonna sell them. Not blue. They need it for something else. What is that thing? They made it. This is the most dangerous creature that ever walked the earth. I say we shut this whole thing down. Alright, so that was a trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. A quick little IMDb summary on it is when the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinction-level event. This is directed by J.A. Boyana, who did um, the Ian McGregor film The Impossible in 2012, and he did the recent A Monster Calls in 2016 featuring uh, Liam Neeson. Starting off, uh, Nabil, did you uh, like the movie? Yeah, your name? Yeah, I th- I thought it was fun. Um, I didn't have the same feeling that I had when I uh, with Jurassic World because I really enjoyed Jurassic World. Um, You're referencing the first one, 2015, right? Right, in 2015. Huh. Um, but I I thought it was a a good sequel. Uh, what about you, Marco? Nay. 
<clears throat> I, it was it was a it was a fun movie, but I can't in good conscience think of this movie and say it was a good film. <laughs> I just can't. I've seen this movie twice, by the way, and uh, it, sadly enough, these two years, you know? <laughs> sadly enough, I had to uh, pay for one of those viewings, and um, that that hurt. Thanks, movie pass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't see and, it twice um, anymore. It just, man. It's it's basically like a rehash of the Lost World, but with many more plot holes in it and um, some questionable decisions. But at the end of the day, it's it's still fun. I mean, I, I go to watch the fucking dinosaurs. It's cool. I mm-hmm. wish we could have gotten more variety of dinosaurs in this one. Just a like, I feel yeah, like I feel true. like we keep getting the same six species over and over again, and uh, that's that's definitely one of the problems. Because um, uh, they're extinct. Yeah. But True. I mean, I yeah, I can't say go see it in theaters. Um, I mean, go see a matinee, uh, or just wait to to stream it. What are you, um, I like I, it was okay. I mean, I'm not it's not year and year either one on me. No, it's a su- it's a summer flick, like definitely a mm, summer movie. Yeah. One of those blockbusters. It's cool with the dinosaurs. I didn't think it was too much like Lost World. I there's an aspect of it near the second half that's similar, and I think that. For the most part, the trailers do did show a lot of this movie yeah, just right off the bat. Unfortunately, but actually, it didn't show me too much about the plot. Actually, I guess because I just I'd only seen the two trailers, so the plot switched it up a little bit more for me than I thought it was going to be, which I actually liked. I thought the characters were better written in this one too, especially Claire, who's played by uh, uh, Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. I think that's what I enjoyed the most about it too. Is I think that she's this, more of a character in this one. Yeah, this this director. Uh, Jay Boyana was better as far as dialogue and as far as characters go. Um, story, not so wise. I think that Colin Trevorrow was much better at at creating a, a story, but the dialogue in the first. Yeah, half. I would because I it's I I'd say the first half was probably better than the second half. I think for me, like the first half, they did the first like. 15 minutes of trying to get Chris Pratt involved in the film. I was like, okay, you guys are going a roundabout way here. Dude, just it's, to get it's kind of ridiculous. I was like, really? Come on, guys. I think Bryce, tell- Claire's telling Owen at one point, she's some like, the plot just sounds so stupid. Yeah. She's like, we got to save these dinosaurs, man. It's like, what okay. the fuck, right? I kind of, I see, <laughs> I kind of liked much. how self aware that Chris Pratt was, where he's like, fuck it, let him die. Yeah. I was <laughs> no, like, I mean, oh, I liked it. It just shit. took a very long time to get him there. I'm like, oh, okay. That's great. Uh, but I mean, then he flips the switch. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. We'll talk more in spoilers. But I mean, yeah. I thought it was better written for characters. Story wise, not as good. Because also, I was telling you guys before we started this. Uh, Jurassic World, the 2015 movie, played a lot of nostalgia. Like it's very reminiscent of kind of the vision of what Jurassic Park mm-hmm. was going to be, which was really cool to see. And you actually see the park running, which is yeah, cool because yeah. technically we've never seen the park yeah. actually can, work. Can I can I just say that probably the the main reason I feel like this is because I saw eighty percent of this movie in the trailers. I think you, also you watched it twice. <laughs> oh, the big scenes. I, yeah, I can only imagine watching it twice would burn me out of this movie. Yeah, this is not a movie you should see probably twice. There is, there is in, a in lot a three day period, or maybe once. Plot holes, and that's part of the problem. Which I'd like to talk in spoilers. Yeah, because there's a glaring one, and that's and I think that's one of the things that I didn't like about the film. Definitely, like you said, James, it's a summer flick, and that's why I say it was like it was good for what it was. It was fun. Um, like I had fun watching. They it. definitely left it more available, you know, for other things to happen and at the end of the film um, for the next movie. I but, but did you like where that was going? No, I don't. I don't kind of like where they're hap- where it's really going <laughs> yeah. with it. I'm like, oh, I, I don't think know it's how terrible. Okay. Just like no spoiler here, but I think the direction of where this movie leaves you at, yeah, at the end is 
ridiculous. And also, I was like, man, I'm not really hyping me for that third one because the third I, one's I been think, announced. I it's think coming James, out. James had a really in, uh, great social media post as as to where the which third we won't talk going. about. We won't talk about. <laughs> but I think I one of the things that did work for me, aside from just the the characters and the witty dialogue, which I really enjoyed in this, it, is the fact that it was a darker film and more violent. It is. Yeah. No, it is. Especially it is darker. Second the second half, especially. Yeah. yeah. It gets actually because they well, even some, described some, some it some behind the, the scenes. Too. They were talking about it becomes kind of a horror film Almost, in the second yeah. half, which I can see actually because mm-hmm. yeah, it gets kind of creepy. Extent. There are some creepy moments, and the, the, the new, the quote unquote new dinosaur that's shown in this one is actually kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. It was kind of bothered me. Yeah, they do a good well with the no, dinosaurs. No comment until spoilers yeah. for me on that. I think the dinosaurs are still fun. Um, there's, there's definitely. Characters are, are pretty well developed for the most part. They try to insert a couple of new ones, and I I think they're okay. underused overall. Yeah, the new, but the two new. But for what we got but... from them, I'm like, okay, this is cool. I, I think guess. they could have been combined into one person. Yeah, <laughs> truthfully, possibly. Yeah. Truthfully, yes, without going into too much, because I think one of them even disappears for a bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's like, oh go? shit, I forgot about you. Yeah. Oh wait, I thought he oh, he's, he's alive. That's cool. <laughs> um, let's jump into spoilers then, since this is a spoiler-heavy area we're leading ourselves into here that we want to talk about, which I think is more the gripes we had with this film. Yeah. We're more kind of the the shocking revelations of this slash and the twist in a way. Yeah. I'll, I'll just say as a whole thing. Um, I know Marco's recommending maybe not wasting your money on it. I'd say really watching it at home, you'd be safe. You don't really have to spend the money on it. Or if you have Movie Pass or one of the, the <laughs> yeah, the no, movie this services, is a, this is a perfect yeah. one for it. Um, yeah, I'd I'd say if you're a fan of, uh, I'd say if you're a fan of the first one, you might find some enjoyment in this one. Uh, if you didn't like the first one, which yeah. we know some people that didn't even like Jurassic World. You're definitely not gonna like this one. No, there's not, yeah, you're there's, really gonna hate this one. Yeah, this because I like, like the first one a lot. Yeah, so this one, I mean, you would definitely not. I mean, I like the first one a lot too, so that's why I find some aspects of this. I actually like the characters, so it's kind of cool to kind of see their continuing story, and especially to see Claire kind of flesh out a bit more too. Yeah, um, the action, which is spread apart pretty thin, truthfully, in this one. When it does happen, it's well done. Yeah, it's just that there are some boneheaded plot moves in here, especially the especially the one I'll bring up with spoilers. There's a there's a huge plot that I thought these guys just glossed over, like, "Hey, take this for fact," you know. <laughs> and it's like, "What the hell?" They skimmed. Right Did I just over hear it. that? What the hell was that? And then it's like, "Huh." Uh, so yeah, let's jump into spoilers. So if you don't want to know any more about this one, uh, stop listening. Stop to Stop listening and jump to the end. All right, so in our spoiler section here, what did you, so we're jumping right into it? So I hope this wasn't you stumbling right now. You dropped your coffee. You're trying to reach for the pause button. I apologize, but what's up with the human cloning with the little girl? Yeah. What's up Holy with just shit. totally like just going over that and then dropping? It's like she's yeah. a clone. See ya, Lockwood. He's like, it's the reason why they broke up. Him and John Hammond. I was like, wait, he cloned someone. But it doesn't look like they've done anything else with that technology. Shouldn't that be the greatest human achievement outside of the dinosaur? Fucking and it's funny because Jeff Goldblum, who's in the film at the beginning and at the end, he's kind of leaning towards this is where the thing could end. And I'm like, no, it already happened. Did you think Lockwood in the uh, the dude, the old guy in the uh, played by James Cromwell, by the way, in the um, what's it called, the wheelchair? He was going to reveal his legs, and they were raptor legs. 
Really? I had eighty percent chance. Oh my god! He was gonna he was gonna do the uh, the Velociraptor clap tap that they did. fucking five times in the movie. Uh, I I thought that it was to remind you they should have they should have left that clone reveal for like the very end. Probably they shouldn't have used it at all. No. Or or not at all. Yeah, it should have been something else. Like it, he was abusing the animals or some shit. Did, okay, yeah. let's keep it on on the dinosaurs, guys, because this is why we're watching. Now it. we got human cloning in this fucking movie. Not, not like, to mention what? that the dinosaurs are already genetically modified, which yeah. is revealed in the first movie. So it's like, well, yeah. then that means they can gen- they can make fucking Captain America in this. Essentially, <laughs> could. he's like, we use the best of these. Hmm. I'm like, okay, cuttlefish, more. man, those cuttlefish, the cut, cuttlefish, yeah. <laughs> cuttlefish. I always think of South Park, but I I, th- I thought it was. It was pretty ballsy of them to introduce that aspect and then just drop it. Act like it's totally fucking normal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I got so many questions. Does she age quicker? Is uh, Is she part raptor? Yeah. Does she have strength? (laughs) Did they generally? Yeah, did you make her, her perfect kind of thing? Did you make her better? I thought at one was? point she was going to punch one of the dinosaurs or some shit and be like, oh, <laughs> she shit. might have a superpower. She could talk to them. Or, uh, even know you know, they, they kept focusing on her chucks. I thought that maybe a, a sickle claw was just going to come out from <laughs> her freaking toes. fucking raptor thing, dude. <laughs> He's like, just, just to show that it's, it's just, a raptor. Dude, yeah, she's like, she's, she's part raptor. So then, Clever girl. I know, Sorry. right? So <laughs> then, for this one, then, what would you guys say is like your best and worst moment then? It's a quick one. Uh, worst moment is the amount of times that Chris Pratt and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard could have been killed, um, and uh, the movie would have been over. Like, there's many opportunities. Times. There's just like Chris Pratt's knocked out. <laughs> yeah, let's just leave him. Kill him. I'm like, there's some James Bond shit yeah. going on here. He's supposed to die on the island, right? Shoot him. Oh, we've captured you guys, but we don't want to kill you yet. Why? All they've done is caused you trouble. You don't need them. So that was kind of weird. Uh, but I will say, I, I actually did enjoy uh, the time they were on the island, like running away from the explosions and everything. I thought that was pretty cool. And then when they finally got onto the boat and they're sailing away, and you're seeing the Brachiosaurus, like, you know, dying. Like, but but enough said. about the Lost World. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny, I though. Told, I, I told Mark at the time, I said, Nabil's crying. To me, <laughs> guaranteed. I, I was almost going to ask him if he did, very too. Touching. Uh, for me, what didn't work was when the the hunter guy, the guy in charge of the military unit, I don't know his name, but when he's going up to the Indoraptor's cage Indoraptor. to collect this trophy, which by the way, the game hunter in the Lost World also collects trophies in that he movie. Does. Yeah. So I just I was like, uh, but not the I was like, fucking really, guys? <laughs> anyway, but that guy really wanted to kill a T Rex. All he had yeah. to do, yeah, all he had to do was look at the camera and say, "I want the T Rex." And also, that guy bull. was way smarter than this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Just so the, when he goes into the cage and unlocks it after quote unquote tranking the the Indoraptor, I was like, "Oh my fucking god, really?" That didn't work. What worked? The scene where the yeah where the Brachiosaurus it, like dies essentially oh. and it does the iconic <laughs> yeah. pose. I was like, wow, it's really it's emotional. It's really like artistic too. Like the way the lighting is with the with the ashes coming down. Oh, and, it's the Oscar moment, guys. So it's I thought song. that was really cool, and I was like, man, because seeing it a second time, I was like, damn, that's that's Still fucked up. And it's on. like and it's crying too, and it's like mm. we're, we're belting, and I was like, no, please don't don't kill. That it. was your favorite moment. <laughs> and that, I mean that that moment worked. It was really good. My, no, I mean I li- I like the visuals of it. It yeah. actually drew some emotion out of me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, 
Um, I'd say the worst part for me is that ending when they don't push the button and then the little girl pushes it. I was like, I was fucking like, fake wow. me out anymore in this movie, dude. Wow, that's what I said. I thought you were talking I about thought the that was a ballsy the, move. Yeah, I thought that they were good. like, oh shit. They're gonna kill him I was all. like, yeah. you know what? Technically, kind of the right move. Yep. Yep. And I was like, wow, that's kind of ballsy of them to be like, no, we got to kill him, dude. See, yeah. I thought you were talking about the extended scene at the, <laughs> at the very end. Oh, that was stupid. I don't think I had a favorite part really in the movie. I guess, truthfully, it's, I guess, just the. Claire becoming more of a person, yeah, and not wearing high heels. I did like her a lot more in this film than the she last was. One. She yeah. was kind of she annoying in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wish she was the same character from here in the first one. But I mean, it's showing you the evolution of how she was very uh, naive in the first movie because yeah. she she was in control of the park, remember? And then leading off into this, she's matured more into a person that's actually cares about the dinosaurs. Which yeah, she goes kind of hit or miss. But before. I mean, yeah. I thought overall, like, not a bad character. No, yeah. she goes from. Not caring about the dinosaurs and seeing them as property to actually caring about them as living beings and trying to do something about it. Yeah. Sort of mm-hmm. atoning for her behavior in the first movie. Which and I I, and as much cool. as the Indoraptor is not like set up and doesn't use its abilities to the max, I thought it was menacing looking. It was very scary. It was kind of cool with the black kind of and the yellow eyes. Like, yeah. it kind of creepy. It was cool. It just, you know, can we, they don't, can they we don't, do a different type of dinosaur? Yeah. Can we get one that flies that's fucking menacing? Yeah. That would be pretty interesting. I mean... It's basically just a smaller version of the last one, and black, not white. Indoraptor. Also, um, I don't know what they did with blue, but that that she's Blue's, OP. Okay, actually, man. no, I know she never stops. For, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> we're we're retconning this now. Yeah, okay. This is is when blue is uh, released near the end. The gas leak is going on. Blue smells the gas. <laughs> <laughs> And somehow knows the gas is about to go. <laughs> Did you notice that blue jumps out and ducks? <laughs> yeah, she and does. breaks yeah, through the window. Uh, that was my favorite moment. <laughs> she barrel rolls She's through the fucking smart. thing. <laughs> she does a barrel roll. That's my favorite part. I was dying. Oh, I think I was the only one in the theater laughing. No, dude, I was too. That shit was fucking I was, hilarious. I, even, I asked Marco and I asked David. I was like, "Did she just barrel roll through the window? <laughs> Holy shit! How did she know what gas is?" How did, how did she smell weird? Duck and roll. Even though they're orderless, so how would you know what it smelled like? That's what I exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you guys rank this then in your mo- ranking of Jurassic Park films? Basically, all five of them so far. Where does this one rank then, uh, Marco? I'm assuming probably on the bottom. Man, I I lightweight think Jurassic Park three was better. <laughs> you haven't seen oh. Jurassic Park three? Yeah, I was like, buddy. that movie is pretty bad, but I. Just because of the okay, because of <laughs> because of the special effects um, and the visuals in this movie, it's it's right above Jurassic Park three. That's and that's cutting it pretty close. What about it's, you? It's pretty down know. there. It's three for me. It's Jurassic Park is my fr- the favorite one. Jurassic World, then Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Lost. Oh World, wow! So you think this is better Jurassic than Park Lost? Three. I do think it's better than Lost World. I like Lost World a lot. Don't get me wrong. I like but Lost World better. I I think that this. It does have some similarities. You get two fucking T-Rexes, man. <laughs> you do get two T-Rexes. But they never fight each other. Yeah. Bull. It's just kind of there. Um, I just like that because they sped up the moment in the island because they spent too much time in the island in Lost World um, and it not enough time in the, in the city. Uh, See, but the city part in Lost World, we can talk about this for yeah, hours, I but I mean, the city part's the worst part of that movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But they could have fleshed that out. But I think that the just the characters and everything else worked so much better they do have better characters no i'll admit that too so i I rank this number three uh for me it's number four still it's you know uh i guess it'd be jurassic park um jurassic world lost world 
this movie now, and then um, Jurassic, Park Jurassic Park Three. Three. Jurassic Park Three is terrible. <laughs> I'd say that's that's my order too. Yeah, because I I rewatched all of them recently again, and um, I'm very as a kid I didn't like the second one as much, but more viewings of that I'm like it's not bad. It's good. I've seen it quite a few times, and I think it's really good. Yeah, but Three is one that I liked as a kid, yeah. and then coming back yeah, to it, I said, terrible. "Man, can uh, Tia, uh, Tia Leone just shut the fuck up?" Funny story about Lost World. You know that book was actually written for Spielberg for the second film um, because there was only one Jurassic Park movie yep. and book. Uh, well, book. And then he's like, I need more material to work with. So he wrote a book and obviously adapted the book towards to fit the, the film. The book's universe. actually pretty damn good. Yeah. It's, it's not the same. Yeah. Nice. I really liked it. Uh, but yeah, it's not a strong movie for me, unfortunately. No. Yeah, that's, you know. We're all entitled to it, and we know who we'd, we'd uh, recommend it to already. It's just, it's. I don't think it's essential. Like you don't. Have to, I'm not telling anyone to rush out and see it. Um, I told my like people have asked me at work today, like, hey, how was the movie? And it's like it was fun. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a must see movie. There's a lot of better and earlier released uh, summer blockbusters than this. If you really want to watch a movie coming up and it's it's one of those things where like you have a free ticket or yeah. you have your movie pass, go ahead. What are you going to lose? Two hours of your life. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. That is podcast number 26. Uh, once again, thanks for the, all the reviews, the feedbacks, responses, uh, and just overall listening, getting us up there. Uh, Marco, how can they reach us? You guys can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash moviepalspod, or tweet at us, at moviepalspod. Again, like James said, submit feedback, uh, rank us, rate us, uh, leave a review. It helps. And most of all, please subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play. And if you guys have any recommendations for movies that we can be watching or TV shows that you want us to check out and review as a group, just let us know. We'll check it out, whether we enjoy it or not. We appreciate you. Definitely. And make sure to tune in for podcast number 27. Our next one is going to be... We're back on it, guys. Marvel, baby. Yeah. Go. <laughs> Here we go. Keep this train yeah. going. <laughs> this is what we're... This is our bread and butter. <laughs> uh, we will be reviewing Ant-Man and the Wasp, the sequel to Ant-Man. So that should... Uh, I think we're all looking forward to that one, too. Uh, until then, this has been the movie pals and this is james and marco and abil have a good one